With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome to Hardcore Orange, a uh, predominantly orange podcast. I'm Adam Malnati, and with me as always is Ian St. Clair. How we doing, Ian? Great, Adam. How about you? I'm doing excellent. I'm excited. We got the draft coming up tomorrow. I think that's, uh, I think every Broncos fan is pretty excited about that. But uh, I also think nobody has any idea what is going to happen with the Broncos in the draft. So let's just get right into that. What's going to happen with the Broncos in the draft? Your guess is as good as mine. Nice. All right. Well, I'm glad we covered that. Since John Elway (laughs) keeps everything close to his vest, as he always does with free agency and basically everything else, We'll know when he makes an announcement. So tomorrow evening at around, I don't know, 28th pick, that puts the pick at about what time? Midnight. Uh, yeah, midnight. So who's going to be awake for that? Hardcores? Just hardcores? I, oh, people like me will probably just record it fast forward. Like, oh, <laughs> picked. All right, I can go to bed. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, you know, I got to say I would like to see them pick up somebody that's going to be on the line, offense or defense. I don't care. Um, but but a big body up front is what the Broncos probably need in in my opinion. Um, I don't know I don't know what you're thinking on that. I know that I like the best best player available is always a good option, but you know to me it's got to be a big body up front. I I think it'll be defensive end or outside linebacker. I think that'll be I've said for a couple months that that's what I think where they will head. Um, but it all depends on who's available. Like, like last year, who would have imagined that they would take Bradley Roby? Because he was many considered him to be the second best cornerback in the entire draft. Right. And to pick him up as late as they did with the, what the thirty-first pick. So I. Well, he uh, fell to them, right? Wasn't that as wasn't that just as much a situation of of teams taking players based on need, and he just continued to fall, and the Broncos just sort of had him fall into their lap, so to speak, right? Well, and I think the other part of it is teams were unsure of his character. Right. And um, his the, the type of person he was, in, that he would be in the locker room if he would mesh with what they wanted to accomplish. So that's another reason he fell. It'll be interesting to see if some of these guys who can't put down the pipe drop and if Elway will potentially say he'll look past their ignorance and stupidity and inability to put it down to see what they can do on the field and if they can work past all that other stuff so guys like Michael Ray with Missouri or right some of these other guys but it'll be interesting that's you know I I would be I don't mean to cut you off there, but I would be curious about that just with – I know this gets into a completely different topic, but when you start talking about about pot and the – you know, just thinking about Colorado has, you know, legalized marijuana. And so I know that 
at least as far as the the league goes, it's still not allowed, obviously. And uh, no matter what direction marijuana goes as far as whether it becomes a legal substance in this country or not, uh, do you think the Broncos would be hesitant to take a guy who has pot issues or weed issues uh, because Colorado is a state that has legalized marijuana? I I think it's a fact that is starting to executives and owners and coaches across the NFL are realizing that it's what players use and it's probably better for them to smoke weed than to pop uh, pump their bodies full of pharmaceuticals right painkillers natural it grows in the ground it's got to be good for you yeah and, <laughs> I mean the, we don't want to get into a, a drug debate but I, I think that the the mindset of, of weed is really starting to, to loosen up on the NFL, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if within the next couple of years there's not any punishment for smoking weed. Right. Um, but I, I I think where that comes in is you talk to the player, you find out what his mindset was, if this is going to be a habitual problem, if it's something that you realize that you have a job interview or the week of the draft you're going to be tested and you're too much of an idiot to put down the pipe for a week. Right. It's more of an idiot test. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so much that you smoke weed. It's at the times that you smoke weed. Right. So that's where they do their back, their leg work and Kubiak, Elway, whoever else, Wade Phillips. Um, I would put Bill Kohler in there just because he would, scare the bejesus out of me if I was in, a, sure. in an interview with a guy who wrestles a bear. Yeah, he wrestles a bear and he tells you to stop smoking weed. Okay, I, yeah, I can handle that. <laughs> so, it, it, I, 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 th- I can't answer that question if they would take it. I think that they would do, they wouldn't, they won't, con- they, they wouldn't rule it out. Right. But, um, that's what's fun about where the Broncos pick is you never know who will drop. You know, Elway will always pick the best available the best available player. What if Todd Gurley falls? If I mean that's that's another that was another question I was going to ask you about. Todd Gurley is a is a huge talent. How do you not take him if he falls all the way to twenty eight? I don't care what your running back situation is. I like C.J. Anderson. I think he did a great job for the Broncos. I'm a big fan of what they have in in house. Todd Gurley's a stud. Yeah, uh, I mean, how do you how do you just say no to that at 28, all the way down at 28? I know the league is not a running back league, but I'm sorry when you get a talent like that, you jump on it. I would all, I would even argue uh, a Melvin Gordon who could who could fall that far uh, out of Wisconsin. I know we don't have great luck a little hesitant with, with the Wisconsin running backs, but I think that I, th- I think you can I think you can you know safely say that Melvin Gordon could be a, a, a good take at 28 as well. I, I'm I'm not a fan of taking a running back in the first round right now because I don't think it's a need for this Broncos team. But sometimes talent like that, you I mean, you find a place for talent. That's just the way you have to do things, in my opinion. The only problem I have with Melvin Gordon is there has not been a Wisconsin running back who has lived up to the hype. Right. Any that's, of them. That's, you cannot name one Wisconsin running back who has lived up to the hype. 
Ron Dane. Ron, yeah, I was just nope. thinking Ron Dane. <laughs> Monte Ball. Nope. Nope. You can't name one. Nope, I can't think of one. one. I can't. I can't think of one. So I, I, I wouldn't. I would pass. Sure. They don't need another Wisconsin running back. Right. Well, yeah, one's enough, I suppose. But that's just interesting. It's interesting to think the the talent that could fall to to the Broncos at twenty eight could be it could be game changing. I mean, it could it could be it could be season altering. Um, I still think that you know I think you always focused on on just making this team better. And the the thing I love about it is that Elway isn't focused on making this team better because we have to win a Super Bowl in two thousand fifteen so that Peyton Manning can retire. Uh, with a Super Bowl. That's not his focus. His focus is making this Broncos team better because this Broncos team should win a Super Bowl, period. It doesn't matter who's on the team, and it doesn't matter what's going on outside of that. And and that, to me, is, is Elway's st- biggest strength when it comes to the draft, when it comes to the offseason acquisitions, when it comes to the moves that he's made. So, you know, I, I, like, I like where Elway's head is at usually when it comes to these types of situations. Um, I know some people don't like the drafts he's made. I've heard people say that he's missed on most of his draft picks, but I don't, I don't see that. A lot of, I mean, I don't either. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it at all. Yeah, I mean, I've I've but, heard people say, well, you know, he's got guys that he drafted still on his team, but they're not really any good. Well, I disagree. <laughs> and the whole point of all of his approach, and he has said it, is to win from now on. Right. It's not just to win now. It's to win from now on. Yes, he includes and the future in that. I, I, I've made this point ever since free agency started when it was clear that the Broncos weren't going to go out and make that big splash like they have the last three years. Is Elway and the Broncos want to win when it matters most. They don't want to win in, in March or April or May. They want to win in February. Exactly. And that's what all this is right mm-hmm. now. That's why they're on the field right now working for the first time with Kubiak and the coaching staff. Well, they're getting things is, implemented. Yeah, it's awesome to, to see them back on the field and, and to see the beginnings of what could be a special team. Should be. What should be a special team. I think that that's, that's the key right there is that – this is a team that has the talent that they can say an AFC West division championship is good, but it's not good enough. An AFC championship is good, but it's not good enough. If we don't win the Super Bowl, just like my friend Emmanuel Sanders said, he doesn't know we're friends, but we are. You know, that to me was, I, I loved that moment, uh, hearing him say that, and that made me that made me think that this is a team that, that can win it all because they won't accept anything less than the best and, and they have a coaching staff that won't accept anything exactly but the best. and they and that was a huge question mark with the previous coaching oh, staff john fox <laughs> take a knee didn't take us long but we got there uh, <laughs> no take a knee. you know what and under john fox i don't think anybody would have had would have had the the freedom to come out like emmanuel sanders did and say it's super bowl or bust john fox doesn't allow that. That's not how he. That's not how he manages his team. I think Kubiak is the type of guy that that is willing to come out and say, "No, we we expect to win." Uh, end end of story. We expect to win. And if you aren't here and expecting to win at all, then go home because we don't want you. And yeah. so it was nice to see that Emmanuel Sanders and let's not forget Demarcus Ware also 
had the opportunity and did say some things as well. They came out and said, it's Super Bowl or bust. If this team doesn't win a Super Bowl, it's a failure. And that, that was that was big in my opinion. That was real well, big. The, the, one, the one player who did come out and, and didn't say the cliche like John Fox will say, yeah, it's about winning the last game or whatever Foxism he comes up with. But Terrence Knighton said that last year and Broncos country lost it. They're like, oh my God. I'd, we expect to win the last game of the season. Yeah, I don't care where we play. Exactly. It you doesn't should matter. be that confident. Mm-hmm. You need to be that confident. Well, what's the point? If you're not going to be that confident, what's the point of being there? Exactly. What's the point of being there? You, are you telling me you're a professional athlete who plays competitive sports and you don't believe you're going to win the last game of the season? You don't. I mean, I don't care what sport it is or whose who's team you're on or what you got going on unless you play for like Jacksonville or Oakland. You know, you should expect – to win the last game of the season. If you're playing for Jacksonville or Oakland, you should expect to maybe luck into one or two wins in the season. <laughs> we can include San Diego and Kansas City in that list. We can. I, you know, it's, you know, yeah. Kansas City looks like they could win eight games this year. Maybe. <laughs> as, long as, as long as they're, you know, playing eight at home. <laughs> well, minus the one that they play against Denver. Well, seven. I'm sorry. I miss I misspoke. I added it up that you get eight home games. I forgot they have to play Denver once. You know what are you gonna do? So how, what do you think of Peyton's comments this week about how he does not view this as a farewell tour? Best thing I could have heard, other than what Emmanuel Sanders said, and actually I'll just put him as a tie. That was that was great. Now I I wrote several months ago now an article that was an open letter to Peyton Manning saying that he needed to come back for at least two years. Um, and so to hear him say that this is not uh, a farewell tour is huge because I think that for Broncos country and, and just for the Broncos in general, if they if for some reason they don't win at all, Peyton Manning should have another shot within this offense with this coaching staff, and he should take that shot. And there's a shot at history there that, that I don't think anybody's thinking about, but he could be a 40-year-old quarterback that wins the Super Bowl. You know, I think that's huge, and I think he sees that. To me, Peyton Manning is is smarter than anybody else in the room every time he walks in the room, uh, except for if he's hanging out with John Elway. And I have to say that because John Elway is is John Elway. But you know, he know he knows what he's doing, and he's he's not an idiot, and he's not going to do the farewell tour because he's he's got business to attend to. Uh, you know, some players that do that. They know their season is over as soon as it starts. That they're just going out and they're you know they're going through the motions and they're you know I mean you could I'll, I'll reference Derek Jeter here. They knew they weren't going to win a World Series last year, and so Derek Jeter went out and every every game he played was his last game doing this or his last game doing that, and that worked great for them. That's not Peyton Manning's mentality, and and if it was his mentality, then he might as well just not even play this year because what's the point? You're wasting my time. And he won't do that. So I thought it was great. I thought it was great that he said it, and it it made me smile. I, I assume it made you smile. <laughs> yeah, because I was saying it four months ago. Yeah, I was gonna. I wanted you to have the opportunity to just go ahead and say that yourself. Ian St. Clair four months ago said this is not his last year. Don't worry about it. And and I don't know anybody in the world who agreed with him, uh, including myself. So <laughs> so let me just give you credit where credit is due. Nicely done. Nailed it. Congratulations. You don't have to talk to anybody else. Just go to Ian. He will tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> that, that's been the case for years. That's before the last, yeah, yeah, for years. years. Yeah, take it. Just take it. You, you've earned it. I mean... <laughs> 
hey, I, I'll take a bow. I, yeah, I think I think I have the recordings to, to prove it somewhere in in, in uh, my audio files here. I'll post them up later. <laughs> if you don't, I still have them. I'm so. sure you do. There you go. <laughs> and I, it still bothered me all these months where people said that Peyton doesn't have it anymore. And I was just like, how do you know that? Have you seen him when he was healthy? Because they were all assuming that he wasn't healthy or that he just lost it. And I and I was just like, take a breath, calm down, let's see what he looks like with this new offense and when he has an offensive line where the best right guard in football isn't suddenly moved to right tackle yeah. and you're just like, what, 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 what is going on? Why... What? What really? Oh, I get it. So, you, you've got guys out of position and an injured quarterback. I, I get it. It makes sense yeah. if you look so at it. Let's let's let it play out. Let's. He was on pace before the first San Diego game when I think he originally got hurt. Yes. He was on pace to set more records. He was on a toward pace. He, he was. was. I mean, I th- dropped off right. that far. You're right. I mean, it, that type of drop off says injury. It doesn't say guy decided he was too old to play. That's not what that is. I mean, age catches up to you, and and you know, father time is is undefeated, and we'll never lose, and that's fine. But at the same time, father time doesn't win like that. Father time doesn't doesn't win by just okay. Now you're just old. Today you're old. That's not how it works. It's a process. And Peyton Manning is taking care of himself. He has, you know, he he takes fewer hits than most quarterbacks because he knows when to just go down and and or, get rid of it. Or, or just get rid of it. He's not he's not the type of quarterback. I mean, like the one thing you can say about a guy like like a John Elway or, or somebody who you know a scrambling quarterback like like a Russell Wilson. Now, actually, Russell Wilson does a really good job of getting away. I'll take that back. Sorry. But you know, Brett Favre, Brett Favre they, they're going to take the hit. They're going to stand in. They're going to take the hit. And they're going to try and make something happen. Peyton Manning will try and make something happen, but if he knows it's gone, he's not going to sacrifice himself because he knows how important he is to the team. And he's done that his whole career. And it's his, it has extended his career. He's 39 years old, playing like a 32-year-old, and is still, if, if, if you don't take him in your top three or four for quarterbacks in the NFL, you're a moron. There's yes. nobody else. And so, you know, even at 39 years old, he's still one of the top three, four quarterbacks in the league. I, I just, I think you're right. It's an, it was an injury issue. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't an old man can't throw the football anymore issue. He's never had huge zip on the ball anyway, so I don't think that was something that should have even been a concern. He's gonna, he's gonna look good this season. He's healthy. He looks healthy. You look at him, and in, in just in the, the short clips that they show of him. He's he's feeling good about himself. You can tell there's a little bit of pep in his step. So whatever he's doing, he needs to keep doing it. I like I like the way he looks. And poor old Brock Osweiler just standing there being tall. He also has uh, two guys who know offense exactly, and know how to take the pressure off of him. Yeah, that they'll be able to finally run the football. It won't just be a catchphrase. Exactly. We're going to run the football, and then when the first game comes around, they can't run the football. Exactly. And imagine the play-action pass with Peyton Manning running the play-action pass. He has, He's one of the most successful quarterbacks with play-action, and he hasn't had a running game. Imagine how he'll be with a running game and his ability to, to run that play-action. Uh, I mean, it's going to be – we should have high expectations. And I, and, I, and I think that Broncos country has high expectations of this team. And if they don't, then 
they're not paying attention. I mean, yeah, that's just exactly. all there is to it. So, reactionary issues aside, I think that I think that Peyton Manning coming back is going to be huge. It's going to be huge if he comes back for a second year. I think that's that's an opportunity to win two in a row. Go out like Elway. Then then I would tell him to leave, dude. Yeah. You got nothing else to prove. Get out. Get out now while you can still walk. Totally agree. <laughs> so, uh, what else have we what else have we got on the docket for for Broncos country right now? We got uh, Peyton Manning doing well. We got the draft coming up. We got to talk about Emmanuel Sanders. What about Emmanuel Sanders' running mate, Demarius Thomas? That's oh, good old DT. That's where I want to go now. Because <laughs> what the hell? I'm going to say it this way: What the hell is Elway doing, even talking about Demarius Thomas when? He he should. My opinion, he should have kept his mouth shut, mostly because it just sort of shows him as being a little frustrated with the negotiation process. I think he should have just said, you know what, Demarius is doing his thing, we're doing our thing. He's coming back for for you know workouts later. We what? Why even mention it? Why? Because it shows that it's not about Demarius Thomas. This is bigger than Demarius Thomas. Right. And Demarius Thomas is making this about Demarius Thomas. He is showing to his teammates that he is not willing to do whatever it takes. He is making this about him. If I was his teammate, I would be ticked off because I'm out here busting my ass. If I'm Demarcus Ware, I'm pissed because I'm a surefire Hall of Famer. And this guy isn't here working, busting his ass with the rest of us. I would be ticked if I was DeMarcus Ware. And you could tell that John Elway was ticked. Yeah. And he he had every right to voice it, and I'm glad he did. Because it is not about Demarius Thomas. It's about the Denver Broncos. John Elway said it four months ago. We have 52 other guys on this roster aside from Peyton Manning. This is about the Denver Broncos. I'm glad that he did it because he said it with Peyton Manning and now he's saying it again with Demarius Thomas. Right. It is not about Demarius Thomas and he is making it about him. So I, I am, I am, I'm glad that Elway (laughs) didn't take the normal front office speak of, oh yeah, well, he's got to do what he does. We're going to do our negotiations, not in the media. I'm glad he said that because it sent a message to the rest of his team that it's not tolerated. Right. We have bigger things here than getting paid. You think we want to uh, win Super Bowls? You think it sent? If you you win think Super Bowls? You get paid. You think it sent that message to Thomas though? Do you think DT figured that out from from what he said, or do you think Thomas is is still, you know, in Georgia just worrying about getting paid? Uh, it would make me perk up a little bit to see my boss on national TV saying those things about me. And it's not just my boss. It's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. It's a, considered one of the best to ever play the game. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. I, I mean, greatest I'm, – I'm just going to say it. Greatest quarterback in the history of the game. Probably the greatest player in the history of the game. That's just my opinion, and, and I'm right, so that's okay. But – you know, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. The way I saw it, though, when I first saw it, and I, I mentioned this in one of my articles earlier, you know, it just made him look like he was getting frustrated with the process, frustrated with the negotiation process, because one of the things that happens in the NFL, and this this was my take on it, 
when you put when you give a guy a franchise franchise tag, when you just this is our franchise player, they hold out. That's what happens unless they get a contract before you know everything comes together before off season training activities or whatever the hell OTA stands for. Bef- you know, endless team activities. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> but, but that's what guys do. They, you hit them with the franchise tag. They hold out. You work out a contract. You move forward. Or you trade his ass for draft picks and a, and a player. And so, I mean, that to me was was it was telling in, in what you just said as well. It, it does show that Elway's frustrated uh, and is focused on the Broncos and how it's about the team and not about the player. But I also think that when you franchise tag a guy, you know he's going to hold out. That's what they do. Unless you work out a contract before all of these voluntary workouts start, they're not coming. They're not coming because they're not happy, and they don't have what they want. And I can see where Demarius Thomas is coming from. The shelf life of an NFL player is short. you got to get in, get as much as you can, and then get out. And I, I understand that. From the fans' perspective, it's bullshit. Get your ass to, to practice and, and get ready because you got a new offensive scheme you got to figure out, dumbass. But on the other side of that, there there is the player's side. And the player's, you know, the player's thinking about his career and making as much money as he can. And you can't take the business side away from it as much as you want to. So I'm with you. I like what Elway said. But then again, I'm against you because I think Elway should have just Elway knows what negotiations are. He's been on both sides of those contract talks. There's, there's no. That's why I think it's not about the frustration of the negotiations. He wasn't a front office person when he made those comments. He was a former NFL quarterback. Right. He wasn't. A, he was. He wasn't negotiating a con- that, that. I don't think that's what Elway was doing at all. No, I that's agree a with you. Player who always. Put in the work in the offseason. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I would, I would, I would tell you that he is actually the general manager of the Denver Broncos. Like his actual job is to be the guy who's negotiating those contracts, and so he can't. But Elway, but Elway doesn't do any of his. Why would he suddenly come out and be frustrated with the process when he doesn't do anything of, of his job in the media? That's not his mo. I, he was a frustrated player. He was a former player who was ticked off. That's his what I'm, star receiver wasn't on the field. Right, that's what I'm saying. He's putting in the work. Right, but what I'm saying is he he forgot. I think I think what I'm saying is he forgot that his role today in in his capacity with the Broncos is general manager, not player. And I know that as a former player, that's probably hard to separate at times, and especially in a situation like that, he was speaking as the player, as the quarterback, as the guy that's on the field. But the fact is. He's not on the field anymore. He's up. He's upstairs in the box. You know what I'm saying? And so, but he, but he also realizes that because he said it about Peyton Manning. He has continued this theme. It is not about you, right? It's not about you. It's bigger than you, right? I get you want to get paid. You're not going to get paid not being here. I understand That's not the way to do it. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm just. I think what I'm saying is you're speaking about the passion that Elway had as a player. I'm speaking about the fact that that passion is great, but it doesn't translate into the negotiation room. And so there's there's a place for it. I don't I don't have a problem with what Elway said. I think he was right in what he was saying. There was no point, and there is no point to Demarius Thomas not being with the Denver Broncos right now. There, it doesn't make any sense. But I also think that even though he was right, you know, sometimes you can be right and still not need to say it. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes. 
you can you can be right in your head and just you don't have to say it i'm Look, I can't, I can't say one way or the other whether he should have said it or he shouldn't have said it because I can come down on either side of that coin. You know, I'm, 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 I'm straddling the fence on that, so to speak. But it was just interesting. I, was, I think it's the first time I've ever seen Elway frustrated like that. He wasn't frustrated. He was never frustrated with Manning. It was, we're going to let him do his thing, but we've got, we've got stuff to do. He was frustrated with Thomas. He was, he was yeah. angry about Demarius Thomas. That's not That's, a side we've seen very often with John Elway. And I'm glad he did it. I, I am glad he did that because <laughs> he showed again that it's it's not about you, right? It's about the Broncos. So let's 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 take it a step further though. Now they can't. Let's say they can't get something done. Does it make sense for them to work out a deal, trade him away, and and get something in return for him? I mean, what 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 do you shoot for in that situation? Are you going draft picks? Do you want a player? Do you want a player and picks? I mean, I mean, obviously, when you do a trade, you're going to do player and picks, probably. But what do you go for? Can could you offer him up? What do you take? I, it depends. I mean, if if you think that you're putting forth reasonable uh, offers that you think make him one of the highest paid in the league, they did that with Julius Thomas, and it still wasn't enough for JT. Well, he was ridiculous. So at, at some point. You, you, in any negotiation, you realize that you've reached a breaking point where right. there's just not going to be any agreement, no matter what. So, I think at some point, that's why I think what Chris Harris did was just astronomical. He, he, he epitom- that epitomizes what Elway wants the Broncos to be about. That's what Pat Bolin has wanted since he bought the team. Right, and. It, it, it's interesting to see how, how different players view that. I mean, what is the most important? Is it getting paid or is it being a part of something special that you will remember the rest of your life? Right. You're not going to remember your payday. That's not going to be something that you're like, oh, wow, I'm on my deathbed. I wish, I'm so glad I sat out and got $13 million a season. I, I can't believe I was able to do that. You're going to remember those moments that you made with your teammates when you won a Super Bowl, right? When you played with Peyton Manning. So, what's a reasonable trade then? Because I, I, I feel like that's the question. Then, what if if it's if negotiations aren't going the way that they're that they want them to go? What's a, what do you what do you want in return for a Demarius Thomas? I'm thinking I want a number one, I want a number two, and I want a player. That's what I want. He's an elite wide receiver. I want a one, a two, and a player. Am I going to get that? Well, I look at what the what the Washington Redskins gave up to get Robert Griffin the third. Right. They gave up three first round draft picks. That was an unknown commodity That's at the time. That's an unknown commodity. Exactly. How's that worked out for the Redskins? An unknown commodity and also a quarterback. I think you know you're willing to give up a little more for a guy who who the ball is he's got the ball in his hand on every every offensive play versus you know the. The, the wide receiver who is, you know, him getting the ball is contingent on somebody giving it to him. Depending with his with Demarius Thomas's age, I think that they were, could they could legitimately ask for two first round picks. I take that. And anything less than that, they shouldn't do. Right. Let him play his let him play his uh, his one year and and see what happens in free agency. I, I think the Broncos are the Broncos have proven, especially last season, that they're willing to let guys go into free agency and see what they're worth. 
And if you find a better deal somewhere else, enjoy it. Yeah, Elway wants them to do that. Exactly. You, th- you can get more, go out and do it. I won't pay you because you're not worth it. Exactly. Orlando Franklin's one of the worst guards in football. He's now paid as one of the best in football. That makes no sense to me. Is that why Philip Rivers is trying to get out of San Diego? <laughs> oh, I think crap. Philip Rivers is trying to get out of San Diego because anytime he play- It'd be interesting to see if he. I'm not going to feed into the hysteria of Philip Rivers coming to Denver. But what is that? Yeah, what is that? Really? That's anyway, not, yeah. <laughs> I think he's tired of playing in San Diego because none of his fans show up. Yeah, it's, he's it, playing and he plays. He plays sixteen road games a season. Exactly. In San Diego. Well, and then the talk about moving to Los Angeles. If it isn't bad enough, we're also now going to move you to a place where there are zero fans for you. Nobody likes you. Everybody hates you. But we're going to build a stadium and you get to play inside of it. So not only is it 16 road games, but they're all very hostile. <laughs> yes. The only benefit of San Diego is you live in San Diego. And it's, weather, it's as Peyton Manning once said in a commercial, the weather here is sweet. So yes. <laughs> cannot argue with the weather in San Diego. And that's probably pretty much it because it's California and you know, lots of other things that bother you about that. But it's really good weather. And, and, and that's and a beach and a beach <laughs> awesome awesome oh man so let's see what else have we got anything else I think I, is it I think it's about time to take a knee uh oh that just sort of I think it came out of nowhere crept up on us <laughs> well we'll get we'll do it better next time I'm sure <laughs> hopefully we don't get caught off guard I know I'd hate to I'd hate to be on my own 30 yard line with two timeouts and yeah, I, I just I don't know what we're gonna do. We'll just we, we'll just kneel on it. Just go to overtime. Yeah, we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been funny, and I I was I enjoyed it. I hope everybody listening enjoyed it. Hope you made it yeah, through I with us. Too. And uh, you know, come back next time, and we will uh, talk to you all again later. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.